Ready? That was the worst wink I've ever done. I mean, I can't really wink anyways. I struggle. I always do really I good like, winks, though. I, like, I have changed to, like, my mind up, which like, eye I was going to do. I squinch my whole, like, side of my face, like, my cheek and everything to, like, wink. I can't just... I feel like my eye's twitching if I try to, like, just wink, wink. I think my eyebrow moves a little, but that's, like, it. <laughs> I can't wink. You good winker. <laughs> you can wink on me anytime. <laughs> Oh gosh. Hello animal lovers. Welcome to my podcast where I geek out about animals. I'm Nicole and you are listening to Animal Facts. This podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears, specifically young ones. And I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast because I just love learning about them. I think they're so cool and they can do so many cool things. Some things I say may just be my opinion and sometimes I am misinformed or sometimes I am just straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! (laughs) Welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole and my guests this week are... Josh, the husband. And and Aaron, the friend. (laughs) The friend. Yes, yes. Um, you will remember them from a few weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> they're back with me because they're great and supportive people. So. Yeah. We try. <laughs> this week's personal question is, what is your favorite kind of burger? Because Josh has made me crave burgers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like toppings, meat, like is it a chicken burger, turkey, hamburger, uh, cheeseburger. It has to be bacon jalapeno. and avocado in mine. Bacon and avocado. And, I mean, those are, like, the two most important things for a good burger for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is correct. Because my favorite... <laughs> yeah. My favorite burger is... So, there's a place in Corvallis uh, called Cheesy Stuffed Burger. Ooh. And then there's also a local place in Hillsborough here called ABV. And both of them make burgers with ground-up bacon in the patty. Oh. Oh. Oh, now we have to go, don't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So ABV has a burger called the Fitty Fitty, Ooh. and it's 50% bacon, 50% beef. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And it's very good. Yeah, nice. that sounds delicious. Nice. Cool. Uh, I'm I'm limited to uh, veggie burgers or like impossible burgers now because mm-hmm. I can't eat meat, but I do love- I haven't tried impossible burgers. You know, it just, for me, it depends on who's cooking them. Some people cook them good, some people... Restaurants always seem to do well. Yeah, unless yeah. I was pregnant, then all impossible meat was just bleh to me, but... That's fair. <laughs> but lots of things were different when you were pregnant. That's true. But yeah, impossible burgers are pretty good. Um, I think so far my favorite one has been, like, either Red Robins has done a really good job with their, like, veggie burgers. Um, the, like, what is it, the bourbon whiskey, or the whiskey... Mm-hmm burger yeah, one or like the bonsai one with the pineapple is good mm-hmm. or carl's jr's famous star has been my like mm-hmm. when i'm craving a burger i usually want carl's jr's like beyond meat famous star one yeah man you're gonna make me order a doordash <laughs> a cheeseburger after this <laughs> i promised I... josh we could get carl's jr <laughs> this weekend <laughs> yep um oh man i used to work at carl's jr um and so they cycle (laughs) through all kinds of burgers all the time with their whatever fancy burger is on special at the time Uh, my favorite one from there was the memphis barbecue burger Mm. when i worked there back in 2013 Uh, yeah 2013 2014 Um, after high school because it was so good this burger had this special barbecue sauce that was super good but even better than that is I'd get the burger and then I'd get a side of the dipping sauce of mm. that whiskey barbecue sauce and I'd get sweet potato fries and the sweet potato Ooh. fries in that Memphis barbecue sauce was the best. So delicious. See, I'm not a big fan of barbecue sauce oh, unless it's, it's my like, grandma's homemade barbecue sauce. It's not like normal sauce. barbecue sauce at all. It's like super, super sweet. Like Yeah, there was a... Uh, it's good. There there was a pub in Portland called Rock Bottom. I think it closed down at the start of the pandemic, unfortunately. But um, they had a 
Bourbonzola burger. So it's it was like just a burger. burger. It was just a regular burger, but it had crumbled gorgonzola on it. And then it had like this um, bourbon barbecue sauce that they put over it. That, that was really, really, really sweet and good. Yeah, it sounds like something you'd like. Yeah. Barbecue and moldy cheese <laughs> i don't like blue cheese <laughs> my favorite i, do I don't like, like blue cheese either <laughs> I, I i can barely handle the gorgonzola but it was a very good burger See, it was blue worth cheese it. or too sharp I of love, cheese to me not. just tastes like puke <laughs> it just tastes i'm like why well. do i want to eat i mean so blue cheese and sharp cheese it's not necessarily sharp it's just stinky because regular sharp cheese, like, have you ever had sharp cheddar? Sharp yeah, cheddar is really I, good. I can't. <laughs> she can barely do sharp cheddar. Yeah. <sighs> I, can, I love it. Yeah. Anytime we get, like, the extra sharp cheddar, like, Tillamook in, like, the black container, like, that's all Josh's. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's so good. It's too much for me. I'm very much, like, I like my medium cheddar, my Havarti. <laughs> I can't even handle feta. <laughs> <laughs> so... Feta doesn't taste like puke, but it's just, it, for me, it's just something about it is just too off that it ruins other food. It's all so good. Yeah, <laughs> feta is very strong. You gotta be mm-hmm. careful what you I'll put it in. I much any cheese. I like cream cheese. Cream cheese is good. <laughs> yeah. I like cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Changed from burgers to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> food, man. Food, we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of food and being hungry, let's get on to this animal <laughs> <laughs> um, who also likes to eat. So, your first clue, it is not a mammal, <laughs> and okay. it has an A in it. Okay. All right. So, they can reach speeds up to 25 miles per hour. It's not terribly fast, but I guess for an animal that is. Some animals, that is fast. Is it a cow? It has an A in it. Oh, right. <laughs> it's not a mammal. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't. No, it's not, not a, mammal. a mammal. Not a mammal again, but it does have an A in it mm-hmm. as well. Okay. This one I don't think you know is on my list. Okay. So. Any guesses, Aaron? Uh, no, not yet. All right. Next clue. They are accomplished hunters. They are one of the few animals known to hunt rattlesnakes. 25 miles an hour and eats rattlesnakes. And is it's it a, not a mammal. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like it's a mountain what? lion or something. But I said it can not... reach speeds of 25 miles per hour. I didn't say they can run 25 miles per hour. Not a mammal is making it oh, hard. It's got to swim. It's got to be a swimmer. A swimmer with rattlesnakes? are mammals, right? Or birds considered mammals? No, uh, birds, birds are mammals. No, birds lay eggs. Right, right, right. I mean, uh, technically so the platypus lays eggs, but it's um, a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's a it's bird. A, I it, think it's a bird. Yeah, is it like a, a hawk or something that dives it? No. Diving birds go way faster than 25. Yeah, that's true. Diving birds go super <laughs> fast. You ready for your third clue? It's a bald yeah. eagle. It's not a bald eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The last clue you have is they, according to folklore, are believed to ward off evil spirits. That the footprint they make is used a lot of times in, like, traditional, like, ways to symbolize warding off evil. It's gotta be an owl of some sort. Some, yeah. Because owls don't go that fast. Is is it a bird? So that's why. Will you give us that much? Can... Is it a flying it, animal? It is a. F- it it is a bird. Okay. Okay. I think it's an owl of some sort. An owl of some sort. That's my guess. Okay. I'm I still I still think it's like an it's like a big, it's like an eagle or a condor. But you said no, it's not an eagle. Well, you said not. It's not a bald eagle. I said it's not a bald eagle. I still I think my vote is still some kind of eagle. Okay. So earlier you were saying it can run up to 25 and I corrected you because mm-hmm. I wanted you. I, mm-hmm. But it does run up to 25 miles per hour because drum roll. Is it a burrowing owl? It is a road runner. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it is a bird. It can fly, but it runs most of the time. Interesting. Okay. 
Yeah, so I wanted to do Roadrunners a while ago, and I, I was like, oh, I'll do that one with Aaron and stuff, because they're cool. And then the as soon as I started learning about them, I was like, these things are crazy! I low-key forgot it's a real animal. I just associated right? it with the cartoon character. Seriously. Right? Seriously. <laughs> you guys, these Roadrunners are crazy. They hunt rattlesnakes! That's crazy. Yeah, not do, a lot of things do Are that. coyotes actual predators of theirs? <laughs> they are. Okay, cool. We'll talk about, awesome. at the very end, I do Roadrunner versus Coyote. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> so, some general information about the Roadrunner. Because um, it is a real animal. <laughs> um, they don't go meet me. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, so, they are members of the Cuckoo family. So they're a type like of- you. <laughs> I'm related. Um, their scientific name is a science word, and I'm going to butcher it because dyslexia. Geocoquilix uh, <laughs> californius. Wow. It looks like geocoxix to me. Coxix? But, but I know the coxix is a different thing that's spelled differently, and then californius. I got californius. Yeah. <laughs> that one's easy. It's the. It's. G, yeah, it's yeah, a G. G-O. G-O. G-E-O-C-O-C-C-Y-X. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really awkward. Geo-co-x. It's a scientific word. Geococcyx. <laughs> Something like that. Or sh. The X could make a sh sound. Geococcyx. <laughs> Yeesh. 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 Coxish. Coish. <laughs> I don't even know, man. <laughs> so Excellent. there are actually two different species of roadrunner. There's the greater roadrunner and then the lesser roadrunner. Um, we're going to talk about both of them in general. Um, and then as there's a few differences, I will specify the differences. So, cool. Yeah. So their appearance, since everyone knows them as a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> I should have done this like a back to back with Tasmanian Devils. It would have been so great. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes characters all the way. Um, so the grow the grow blah 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 blah. I'm a I'm a get a sip of water. Good idea. <laughs> so the greater Roadrunner reaches up to two feet in length and has a formidable beak, like a pretty large beak. Um, and then a the formidable beak. Formidable. Formidable. Formable. Formidable. formidable. See, this is Got dyslexia it. at its finest, and just in general, my struggle of reading. Um, the lesser Roadrunner can top out at about 18 inches long, and its beak is much smaller than the greater Roadrunner's. Um, and that is, like, beak to tail, two feet or 18 inches, so. Okay. They have pretty long tails. Um, but even for a bird, they are still pretty big. Like, they're bigger than I thought they would be. Because pictures of them, they seem so small. But they're actually pretty big. Because pictures of them are far away. Because they're hard to get close to. Because they're really fast. Um, they can weigh up to 10 pounds, 10 out, 10 ounces. <laughs> I can't imagine a bird being 10 pounds. Yeah, nope. Birds are really lightweight because they have to fly. So 10 ounces, and then they have long, thin legs, and then they have a molted brown and tan color in their feathers, and then their tail is really long and sticks out straight, um, which helps them to balance when they're standing and running. Mm-hmm. And they have a crest at the top of their head. And it can puff up when the bird is trying to communicate to other roadrunners. Awesome. <laughs> Check out my hair. I imagine, uh, what is it, Kevin from Up? Mm-hmm. Like when its feathers kind of like move mm-hmm. up and down as it's like, Mah! Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and so roadrunners' feet are similar to parrots' feet and also all cuckoo, cuckoo birds, um, mm-hmm. which are zyg Zygodactical. What does that mean? Zygodactical. Yeah. So it's where the two toes point forward and two toes point backward. So their footprints look like Uh, an X. Interesting. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, And they are capable of flight. So they are capable of flight. Um, And when they do fly, their wings are short and rounded and they reveal like a white crescent in their primary feathers as well. But they don't fly very often. Hmm. Do they... Like, they're not gliders. They actually can fly. Yeah, they can actually okay. fly. Like, they can flap their wings cool. and fly up like, into a tree or a branch or whatever. So or, like, when fly away Wiley Coyote chases him off of a cliff, he just can fly away. Good. Good. They don't have 
cool. very big wings. Like their like yeah. wings are short yeah. for their bodies, but they yeah. really long tails. We'll talk about their flying a little bit more later too. Cool. Um. So conservation. What do you guys think? Do you think they're threatened, endangered, least concerned? I feel like they're endangered or something because I've never heard much about them or seen them except for in that show. Except for Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're endangered or anything. I just think because they only are really around like really arid environments, right? Yeah, they're like desert. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're of least concern. Good. Good guesses. Um, so they... The, they are not federally listed as threatened or endangered, um, but they have seen, like, a significant drop in their numbers over the past few decades. However, with that in mind, they do still have healthy populations, so the IUCN still has them listed as least concern. So, but cool. if their populations continue to drop like they have been, then that could change. Interesting. So, they cool. have the chance to be moved to, like, near-threatened. But right now they're still least concerned because they're still doing fine, even with the plummets of their population. So, yeah, they're just outrunning that extinction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So their history, they do have quite a bit of history, which is kind of cool. Um, So there was a fossil found in China that made people think it was a roadrunner, but because it was found in China and roadrunners are not found in China, (laughs) it made them being like, then what is it? Because it looked a lot like it. So they call it Roadrunner-like, and they believe that it did have some type of evolution connection with what we call the Roadrunner now. Um, but they're not really sure what its actual history connection to our current Roadrunners are yet. So hopefully they can figure that out. Um, because overall, nobody really knows the exact evolution that birds branched off of. They just know that it's a type of dinosaur called theropods. Mm. Hopefully I'm saying that right, because dinosaur words are also hard sometimes. Um, so, which lived about 110 million years ago, uh, which was the... Heh. dino Dinonychus. Sure. Which is a carnivorous non-bird dinosaur, and it shared similar features to modern birds, such as, like, their talons, feathers, wings, and other parts. So, scientists don't know when or how the wings evolved into what they are today for birds, but there are theories, and one of them was that a theory is that an ancient bird-like ancestor used their wings to glide or jump over enemies to catch prey. So, Hmm. that's, like bird evolution (laughs) history um and roadrunners are a type of bird so it counts um and then specifically to the roadrunner it was first discovered by louis zebluon pike um and it wasn't known to science until 1829 however pike found it in colorado in 1806 while he was on, like, the Arkansas River, like, a course to get to the end of it. Um, so on Christmas Day in 1806, he wrote in his notebook, um, that he caught a bird, and it, he described the bird, and it was a roadrunner, um, because it matched all of the characteristics, both physically and behaviorally, to a roadrunner versus any other bird that he could have possibly seen in the same region. Um... So that's short for lieutenant, first of all. Yes. That's so why it's I lieutenant. Call Pike the rest of the time. I'm like, I don't know. Zebulon Pike. That sounds like a name in like Hitchhiker's Zebulon. Guide to the Galaxy or something. <laughs> Zebulon <Yeah>. Pike. <laughs> lieutenant Zebulon Pike. Zebulon. So yeah. It's a rad name for he, 1800s. Uh, yeah. yeah. That is. And he discovered the Roadrunner. Yeah. In 1806, but then they didn't recognize it in science until 1829. So this guy's name is Zebulon, and the best name he could come up with was like, haha, it runs on the road. (laughs) I don't think he named it. He just described it, and then other people named it, and then they found his notebook, or he, he turned it in or whatever, and then they're like, oh, he discovered 
the Roadrunner back in 1806. Yeah. Mm. So 23 years prior. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he specific. I mean, he could have named it, but didn't tell anybody. I don't know. Um, he could have named it like the, Zebulon. The, the Zebulon or something <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which would have been great with the uh, the Martian from Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but how he, okay, so I didn't put this in my notes, but when he found the bird, he, like, set up a trap, caught the bird, and then he, I think, had a different bird or the same bird, I think, in, like, the cage with it, um, which we'll find out soon, but Roadrunners can be cannibalistic, and it straight up killed and ate the other bird. Oh, no. And so, like, between, like, that behavior and the way he described what it looked like, they were, like... There's no other bird that fits this description, so he straight up found a roadrunner. So cool. that's how they were able to determine that he mm-hmm. discovered it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's a little bit on the roadrunner history, not Looney Tunes related, because that was really hard. <laughs> I, like, I just kept getting so many Looney Tunes references, and I was like, no, I don't want Warner Brothers history. <laughs> um, all right, so their environment. Where are they found? Where do they live? What kind of land do they like? Any guesses? Arid desert land. <laughs> yeah. As you guys mentioned earlier. Just yes. like in the cartoon. back off you guys. Yes, yeah. just like in the cartoon. It's very accurate. Um, so they can be seen in deserts, brush, and grasslands on the ground or sitting on low perches such as fences. Um, their nests are often on like a platform nest composed of sticks and then sometimes it can have leaves or snakeskins or dung in it. And they're commonly placed in, like, low tree branches. Or, like, low... Placed in a low tree. There we go. I can read my own notes. Um, <laughs> bushes or cactus. Cacti. Um, and then the greater... Run, run, blah, 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 blah. So here's, like, where one of their differences is, like, where they're found. So the greater roadrunner lives in the desert south of the United States and Mexico while the lesser roadrunner lives further south in, like, tropical lowlands of Central America. Interesting. So, you can see, I believe, the greater roadrunner in, like, California, Arizona, Utah. Figured there were some in California based on the scientific name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, my dad, I was telling him when I was doing this research, um about some of the things I learned about the roadrunner because I was so excited. And he was like, I have a picture of one when we were in, like, some national park Zion's National oh, cool. Park or something that they went to a few years back and he saw one so he got a picture of it and he showed it to nice. me and stuff so my dad has a picture of one that he saw in real life That's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah alright so diet and hunting what do you guys think they eat other than rattlesnakes <laughs> other birds other birds <laughs> yeah small mammals rodents. honestly yeah mammals. rodents anything so they think... can hunt down yeah do you think they're just carnivores do you think they're omnivores i think they're definitely carnivores if they'll resort question? to cannibalism at the no, drop I of a hat saw this. oh gotcha so they are omnivores so they eat oh. mainly meat but they will eat fruits and seeds and stuff as needed which we'll talk about um so what they're known as is opportunistic omnivores, um, because they will eat almost anything. Cool. Whatever they need to survive, because they live in the desert. <laughs> um, so they are excellent hunters. Uh, they will eat anything. So it specifically says the greater roadrunner will eat anything it finds, and like the bigger prey, while the lesser roadrunner kind of eats smaller prey. Um, so the greater roadrunner will eat anything from snakes to young ground squirrels. Um, so no small creatures safe is what it says. And the lesser roadrunner will basically eat like insects and grasshoppers and caterpillars. Um, and then when they need to, they will also supplement their diet with carrion, which is dead animals. Um, Mm-hmm. So, like, scavengers a little bit. Cool. Eggs, fruit, and seeds. Um, so, they... Yeah. Uh, they're one of the few ones that can actively... They regularly actively hunt rattlesnakes. Um, some of the insects they also eat are black widows and tarantulas. Crazy. Are which... they, like, immune to their venoms? We'll or... talk about that. Okay. Um, 
But the fact that they, like, actively eat Black Widows, because Black Widows, like, make animals super sick when eating them, which is why they're like, don't eat the Black Widow because of their red spot. But they're like, I'll just keep actively eating the Black Widow. So I don't know if (laughs) they get sick eating, like, female Black Widows, or if they've just been like, I'll just suffer the pain. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, I know how they do with other poisonous things. So other foods that they eat, because their list is just crazy that I had to go through all of it. They'll eat lizards, scorpions, um, most snakes, and it says they prefer anything that is less than 18 inches long, which is fair, considering they're only two feet long, (laughs) the actual bird. Um, Young squirrels, mice, birds, including quails, sparrows, songbirds, hummingbirds, and other roadrunners, dead animals, so potentially they could be eating a coyote if it's Mm. dead. Um, they will eat eggs, like snake eggs, bird eggs. They don't care. They don't care what kind of egg, as long as it's food. Um, and then they'll also eat fruit and seeds, mostly from, like, cacti. And then, uh, how they hunt. So, how do you guys think they hunt a rattlesnake? What do you think they do? Uh, I think, <laughs> you think they... they fly and catch it? Do you, What do you think? I think they just chase it down. Chase it down? Yeah, I think they just run up and, I guess, peck at it. Or do they they have, like, nasty claws? They don't have too crazy of talons, no. They do have a nasty beak. It's just the greater ones that do the rattlesnakes, right? Yeah, the lesser ones don't go after rattlesnakes too often. They just walk up and just (laughs) stab it with its beak. beak. (laughs) Okay, so when they. Mince it up a little bit. When they catch sight of something that would make a good meal, they just sprint top speed towards it. (laughs) They they see it and they just run. And remember, they can get up to 25 miles an hour, so they can get there pretty quick and fast. And Um, Once it's close enough, they pounce. And if the prey is small enough, it doesn't fight back. <laughs> oh. Um and usually like it'll pounce, get it, and then just immediately eat it. <laughs> it just <laughs> swallows it as quickly as it can. Um wow. so they'll even sometimes target things that can fly, and if that's the case, they'll like jump for it in the air, like Dang. another bird or an insect. Just sprint and then jump and <laughs> catch a much. bird out of the air. <laughs> Pretty much. And then for snakes specifically, they will crouch low in a circle and like circle it. So they circle the snake and they will move closer and puff up its wings. And then, and its tail feathers like will point straight up into the air to kind of confuse the snake. Um, and they go side to side as they circle to like keep confusing it so the snake doesn't know where to strike. And then anytime the snake strikes, the roadrunner jumps backwards into the air to avoid the bite. And then once the snake, like, the roadrunner has it dialed in and the snake strikes, the roadrunner will dodge it and then grab it from the back of its head. Sidestep it? (laughs) Yeah, and then grab it it by the back of its head and smash it on the ground or against a rock. Oh my god. (laughs) It straight up bashes the snake's head in. (laughs) (laughs) And then eats it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Just like dances around until yeah. the, until it gets a bead on how the snake moves and then uh-huh. it So it is just it. like yeah. a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Um the reason they've gotten so good at their hunting technique is because they are not immune to the venom. So if okay. they do get bitten, they will die and become okay. a meal of their own. <laughs> But they don't care. <laughs> they yeah. Just go try it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they've that's become so crazy. successful at hunting because, because they, they're not immune. Yeah. They have to be good at uh-huh. dodging. So they're really fast and really wow. skilled. They crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> they just sprint full speed and then dance around a snake and bash his face in. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I told you, Roadrunners are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Wily Coyote. He had no chance. <laughs> They're smart little creeps. Uh, Yeah, birds are pretty smart. I hate birds. (laughs) I really do. But this one doesn't fly, so I hate it a little less. I mean, it flies, but not really. Still. Anyways, so what do you think will hunt a roadrunner? Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah, larger mammals that can keep up. 
<laughs> Learn yeah. new mammals that can keep up. True, true. Um, so some of their natural predators are raccoons, hawks, and coyotes. How does a raccoon Raccoons. Catch one? Yeah. I have no idea. Because raccoons look aren't up. fast. I don't know. Weird. Maybe they catch the babies. I don't know. Okay. Sneak up. Raccoons are sneaky little or devils. Maybe the bird goes after the raccoon. Maybe and doesn't. And the succeed. raccoon successfully fights it and wins. <laughs> True. True. With its little hands. Yeah. It's got teeth. Yeah. Crazy. And they're probably about the same size. Raccoons can get pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Because. The red runner doesn't necessarily run away. Yeah, it's true. They're they're they're, they they're pretty danger. defensive. They don't <laughs> run away from danger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So raccoons. Cool. <laughs> um. Other one. Other threats are illegal shooting and habitat loss. Um. Because they need a lot of room to roam and develop. Um. Like they have pretty decent sized territories and stuff and you can move that fast yeah they need their running space um so they suffer from habitat loss and then illegal shootings and then also from traffic they become roadkill (laughs) often so yeah yeah but also like the roads when they get built can also displace them from their homes so then they're like trying to adjust mm-hmm. to living like with city life and they don't do so great with that so yeah yeah so those are their natural threats and the human side of their threats sorry always a human side i know because humans suck yeah we have a huge <laughs> huge footprint feed the goo ball yeah <laughs> okay so their behavior roadrunners are very territorial and they uh, will defend their homes from their own species along with predators, which might be how the raccoons get them if they're like, get off my territory. And the raccoon's like, this is mine now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> get off my territory. And the mass bandit. I will <laughs> steal it if I want to. <laughs> so um, they uh, usually will defend their territory in pairs as well. So there's usually two of them okay. on their territory. And then they communicate with a series of coo sounds, which makes sense because they're a type of cuckoo. Um, And then they spend their days speed walking, like everywhere, looking for food. Nice. (laughs) Yep. So they speed walk until they find something, and then they sprint and demolish food. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) Um, They like to also sunbathe in the mornings before it gets too hot. They will like ruffle their feathers to allow the sunlight to like hit their skin and then when it gets too hot they just hang out in the shade during the hottest parts of the day okay so yeah very relatable yeah yeah Yeah. um they're non-migratory birds so they stay in the same area all year long throughout their whole lives they don't really migrate they just find their home like it stick to it so cool yeah all right their life cycle baby time uh, do you think they are monogamous, or do you think they like to sleep around? Because you said they defend in territories in pairs, mm-hmm. I think they're monogamous. Mm-hmm. I think the same. Yeah, I think they stick Perfect. to one partner for a long time. They do. They mate for life. So yeah. these demon birds <laughs> who Find ward off evil... Actually, stick together forever. <laughs> they they are loyal. To murder snakes together. Yeah, they find their soulmate to murder with. Cool. What is that, Bonnie and Clyde? Yeah. <laughs> They're the Bonnie and Clyde of birds. Uh-huh. I guess bald eagles are also monogamous, aren't they? I think so. I believe so, yeah. But I don't think they're as mean. Yeah, no, <laughs> they don't they just... bash the heads of their prey in. No, they just swoop in and kill stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so a male, when he finds a female that he wants to mate with, will put on a nice display to tempt her, um, and he's also, like, he'll dance around and fluff up his feathers and do, like, those typical funny bird dances, and he'll also sometimes dangle food in front of himself, like, out of his beak to, like, offer a food 
<laughs> offering. Have a snack. Yeah, like, look, I come with food, like a snake or a lizard, because what's more attractive than me dangling dead carcass of rodents? Yeah, I mean, and especially reptiles. snakes, they're harder to catch. I'm yeah. sure it's good. True. I'm like, oh, you caught a rattlesnake. You're worthy. for a second. I'll yeah. go make our dog be quiet. You shush our puppy. Cool. Okay. Cool. Where were we? Mates. Yes. Males. Offering food, treats, snacks, and dancing. Snacks and dancing. Can't go wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> um, snag yourself a lady? Yes. Other times, he sometimes will wag his tail and do like a little bowing and whirling and cooing sounds, and he'll jump up into the air and jump onto his mate sometimes <laughs> to get her to be like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, they do different things. Well, you're not saying no. <laughs> True. Um, so, their breeding and nesting seasons no vary. No means no, Roadrunner. Based on regions. <laughs> um, and they... Oh. What am I? Oh, sorry. Okay. So, the breeding and nesting seasons will vary based on their region. Um, in regions where there is more than one rainy season, the birds will only, like, nest once in the spring. And then if there's more... Right? Did I say that right? Mm. If there's only one rainy season, the birds only nest once. And if there's more rainy seasons, then they'll nest a couple of times in August and September mm-hmm. because there's more food. Oh, I see. So... The more food resources, the more often they'll have babies. Got it. So the less food, the less babies. I mean, that's <laughs> not now. Sense. There's no. There's no food. Normal economy. Yeah. yeah. So. I think oh, we're poor right now, so we're not gonna make a kid to have to feed. True. And we can't. Get it's more like she needs to survive. And, yeah, and feed her more. Yeah. Mom more. So and then. Cool. Yeah. So they can have anywhere between two and eight eggs per brood, and they're like a white or pale yellow color. The average is four to six, but they can have anywhere from two to eight. Mm. Um, both parents will take turns incubating the nest and feeding the babies. Um, That's cool. And occasionally, cool. <laughs> it's been known that they are what's called a brood parasite, which is that typical cuckoo bird thing where they will put their eggs in another type of bird's nest and make the other birds take care of their incubate eggs. their eggs and feed them. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen That's all fantastic. the time, but it has been known to happen because they have seen roadrunner eggs in like raven nests or mockingbird nests. That's so um, so it has been known to happen. I'm just, like, I'm just gonna put these. Here I think that it's funny that they're looking. called brood parasites. <laughs> yeah. Because they just this take is over mine now. Yeah. yeah. This is mine, but you're in charge. I'm yeah. just gonna leave you to unknowingly foster my family. Is. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna take care of it, mm-hmm. even though it's not yours. Yeah. That's great. And it's potentially gonna take all of the resources for itself. And yep. let yours die. Yep. And then I'll come by and kill you. <laughs> Potentially. After you raise my kid. <laughs> yeah. So that's been known to happen. Cool. Roadrunners are brutal, you guys. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, but when that doesn't happen, the... Yeah, uh, I'm on Wile E. Coyote's side. <laughs> right. When their eggs hatch, the adults will bring food to the babies for the first few weeks. Um, and then after a few weeks, the babies will start to follow and accompany their parents on hunting trips and learn the tricks and tips and all those things. And then they just go off on their own and they never (laughs) return home. (laughs) They find their own territory and land. And, uh, yeah, so they're pretty much independent after three weeks old. They're hunters of their own. That's pretty crazy. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. So. They must be so small too. Yeah, I don't know how big they are when they go off on their own. All I just could find was how old they were and stuff, so. Um, But they reach sexual maturity around two to three years old, and do you want to guess how long they live for? If it's two to three, then I'd say 20. 20 or 10. 10 to 20. Yeah. (laughs) They live to be seven to eight. Okay, Hmm. so closer to 10. Yeah. Seven to eight. Yeah. All right, we're already to the cool weird facts. Cool weird facts. <laughs> so, how they survive the desert. 
because it's a harsh land to live in, especially in the winter. Um, So they have a couple of tricks up their feathers. (laughs) Um, They go into something called torpor, 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 T-O-R-P-O-R. Torpor. Torpor. For long hours, and it's a state where their body cools down and their heart rate slows and their metabolism metabolism comes close to shutting down. So in a weird way, it's like an awake hibernation. Interesting. <laughs> um, and they do this so then that way they conserve energy and it means that they require fewer calories so they don't need to eat as much. Um, and then the other thing is because they're opportunistic omnivores, in the winter months when all the snakes are in hibernation and all the critters don't really come out, um, they that's when they eat mostly their fruits and the seeds from the cacti and the plants. So cool. they eat their veggies and their fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Well-balanced diet. So they're like heavy meat eaters for a good chunk of the season. And then they're like on a diet for a, the other chunk. So. Make um, up for all that meat eating. Yep. So for their water, how they get their water in the desert is that they get it from everything they eat. So they don't need to drink water. Hmm. Um, They get it from all the different animals they eat or the fruits. All the gooey insides. Yeah, all that blood and such. Um, And they uh, also are capable of reducing their water loss by secreting what's known as, quote, salty tears. Um rather than using their kidneys, and this is a great resource for their water loss, and they do this, they're capable of this because of an active salt gland that's located near their eyes. Um, So that's how they're able to conserve essential water. How does that help them conserve water? They get rid of, like, all the extra salt. Oh. Okay. Salty tears. Gotcha. So they basically excrete all of the salt and keep okay. the water so the interesting bypassing cool. their kidneys yeah. and stuff okay i understand that mm-hmm. cool pretty built some water filter yeah, yeah pretty much and it comes out of their gland by their eyeballs interesting yep yep yep, yep. i hate getting salt in my eyes <laughs> it's not so all right roadrunner versus coyote so Roadrunners are fast enough to outdistance humans, and they are very fast. They can run an average of 15 miles per hour, but they can reach 20 to 25 for their top speed in short bursts, so when they're hunting or running away. Um, coyotes uh, normally are about a dog's they ain't scared. speed. Huh? You said roadrunners don't run away. They ain't scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just fight. They're pretty reckless. Um but coyotes will generally kind of be around the same speed as like a dog walking, um, but they can reach speeds of 35 to 43 miles per hour, especially when pursuing prey or fleeing danger, mm-hmm. which makes them twice as fast as a roadrunner. Yeah. So, and the other thing with road or coyotes is that when they are running or walking, they go on their tiptoes to reduce their noise when they're traveling. Oh, cool. So they're like mm. silent. So That's they can cool. sneak up on the roadrunner. While running. While running. <laughs> they run on their tippy toes. That's cool. So, coyotes beat roadrunners <laughs> in speed and silence. Um, yeah. So, yes. So, right. yeah, roadrunners don't care about silence. They just run at it and <laughs> eat it or, or dance around it when they notice. <laughs> Bash yeah. its face in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, famous ones, as we keep talking about Looney Tunes. <laughs> um, so the Roadrunner, it's wrapped around my foot. The Roadrunner created by Chuck Jones in 1948 for Warner Bros. The bird first debuted his nemesis, Wiley Coyote, in 1949. And uh-huh. they appeared in numerous cartoons, comics, commercials, and video games, as well as movies ever uh-huh. since then. They weren't originally. Mm-mm. So he was together. created in 48, and then huh. their. A year later. First, first thing together was a year later. Huh. Yep. Hmm. I wonder if that's when Wiley Cody was created or when he became the nemesis. I'm not sure. I did not. I did not read a whole lot of their history. Yeah. There was a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I was sure. like, I just want more of the animal stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're crazy. Mm-hmm. They're a little vicious for a bird. Yeah. I mean, birds are pretty vicious, so I don't like Usually, them. Yeah. I, I'm scared of chickens, <laughs> so. <Pretty> predatory. <laughs> um, all right, so story time. In both Mexican and Native American folklore, roadrunners held a place in numerous symbolic tales. The Native people viewed these birds as symbols of strength, endurance, speed, and courage. And some tribes even used roadrunner footprints, um, which are the shape of an X, to ward off evil spirits. So, cool. All right, lightning sounds go. (laughs) I like that you changed yours (laughs) and you like amped up yours a little. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it, those were good. (laughs) Okay, can't tell it apart from the real thing. Nope. (laughs) Um, these birds are beneficial to humans believe it or not, because they hunt pests like mice and insects Mm -hmm. and unwanted snakes, probably. Yeah. Um, Their ability to fly is not impressive. (laughs) They can fly and they will fly, but only for short distances and only for a few seconds, Um, mostly to perch on branches, jump on a snake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And sometimes to escape predators, but. Yeah, they're really only airborne for a few seconds. Catching prey that jumps or flies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, they can, but not very well. They haven't really adapted to being airborne for long. Which might make a good, like, Disney short, Pixar short, of, like, a roadrunner who wants to fly. You know? Coming to terms with... Being a fast runner or something. Or working out to be able to fly. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Coming to terms with its own skill set or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a story in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, okay. And then, like we said, they're, they have those zygodactical feet or whatever. Those weird feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the only bird with those type of feet that primarily live on the ground instead of trees. Because if you think of those feet, they're really good for gripping branches branches, and things. But they use them for running. Interesting. So they're the only ones that primarily are on the ground instead of trees. So, yep. And then, do roadrunners make a good pet? Yes or no? No. I feel like if you have enough land, (laughs) yes, you could own one. They don't seem terrifically tameable. I mean, yeah, not very they easily really domesticated. Yeah, domesticated in any way, but they would be technically yours and eat the food pests on your property. Yeah, true. You're just like content with a roadrunner living on your land. Not yeah. really like that's my pet roadrunner. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd name it. And... <laughs> this is my uh, wild roadrunner that I allow to live on my land. I have named it. We are friends. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I also don't ever get near him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they do not make good pets. <laughs> they are not, they are very wild. They are not domesticated in any way. And they're not friendly towards humans. Also, most places it is illegal to own one. Oh, so interesting. You can let it live on your land if you have the spacious land and mm-hmm. you want it to eat pests off your land. That's fine. But it will never be your friend. <laughs> I mean, they could be domesticated. They only have a like a three year from when they're born to when the new, next one's born, roughly three years or less. You could do that for a few generations and breed it in, <laughs> domesticate them. You just have like your weird group of birds. Pretty cool. Cool. I'm sure there's a All market right. for it. Yeah, find Probably. one that's the tiniest bit friendly and breed that one. <laughs> And then find the friendliest one of its kids and breed that one. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. There you go. There you go. Okay. Friendly to humans. So you still want it attacking rodents. Yeah. True. True, true. <laughs> you don't want it to try to be friends with a rattlesnake and die. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So final and last segment. Is the roadrunner your spirit animal? Do you want to take a guess if you think it will be or not? You can I, you can change your answer after I go. I do over. not think it will be my spirit. Wait, no? how, how would I tell? 
Um, based on based on what I've given you, do you think it would be your spirit animal? And then I'll give you like their spirit animal guide info. No, I don't. Okay. (laughs) So, the website I used um was used a spirit animal slash totem, and I was like, "What's the difference? Spirit animal is like your spirit guide animal, and then your totem is like who you are." So I think everyone nowadays mostly uses like their spirit animal as like who you are, right? So they're kind of mixed. So I'm. I'm just clarifying that they're both in there. So if I use spirit animal versus totem, I mean basically the same thing. Sorry to people who like them separated. Um, So people with the Roadrunner totem are intelligent and witty. They know how to think on their feet. These people, like the rabbit, have quick reflexes. They are always aware of what is going on around them. Folks with the spirit animal are invariably thinking... Invariably? Yeah. Yeah. Invariably thinking and planning and will often develop unusual connections and ideas their mind is always at work these people love the desert and often live in it they are happiest when they are involved in any project folks with this power animal are also very good at multitasking they will often start (laughs) josh is shaking his head already they will often start a new project before they complete what they are currently working on Occasionally, they will begin too many projects and find themselves overwhelmed, resulting in a lack of motivation. Roadrunner totem people love to laugh, have fun, and are very outgoing. They are extraordinary good, extraordinarily good at dealing with toxic individuals, always finding ways to diminish the damage they cause, and are considerate lovers, bring gifts to those they care about, and honor the marriage bond for life. So, so you had me you, until, still... you had me until you said it enjoys living in deserts. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's not for me. It says they often live it. Doesn't mean they have to. <laughs> well, like everything else in that paragraph too. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Honestly, was like that first paragraph you had me too. Yeah. The first. I was like, what yeah, about the yeah. last paragraph? There was three paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Love to laugh. Have fun, very outgoing, outgoing, good with toxic individuals. I feel like I'm pretty considerate lovers. Mm, You can answer that question. (laughs) Um, You're not very good at bringing gifts. No, I'm not good at gifts, but the rest of that's pretty good. Yeah. So, yes and no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's animals that have those parts without that middle paragraph. <laughs> yeah. I'm very much not the Roadrunner. There's things about the Roadrunner that I'm like, oh yeah, I can kind of relate. I feel like the middle paragraph is probably the one I mostly relate to. I'm very multitasking and I take on a lot of things and then get overwhelmed and then like lose all my motivation for all the things I've taken on. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just don't start projects and then lose motivation anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that um, is the way. But I'm not... Yeah, but I'm not great at dealing with toxic people or... I feel like I'm pretty good at dealing with toxic people. I don't think I'm super witty. Because I don't care what they think about me? No, I guess it depends on if I'm, like, in a manic or not state. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Bipolar, it's great. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just depends. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Very cool. If the Roadrunner is your spirit animal listeners, please let me know. I would love to know. Or what your what you think your spirit animal or totem is. So until mm. then, have fun bashing rattlesnakes faces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you literally have to embody a roadrunner if it's your spirit no. guide, but to go find a rattlesnake and catch it <laughs> and goes after you. That's how you become one with the roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge it and grab it by the back of the head and start beating it against a rock. You know, it might be really... That's how to really get in people. tune with your spirit guide. <laughs> Demolish a rattlesnake. Ugh. Ugh. That sounds Honestly, terrifying. Honestly, I've seen a video of like some some desert area with snakes and this guy... There was like people freaking out about some rattlesnake and this random dude who like like was wearing very tattered clothes, whatever, had this sack with him and this stick and he just walks up and he like messes with the rattlesnake and the rattlesnake goes after him and he catches it and like stuns it and then just puts it in the bag and there's like other snakes in the bag already. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like 
videos. He's just like walking around catching snakes. I've seen videos where they just like see it, walk up to it, grab it by like the tail really fast, and just swing it around and smack it against the. Yeah, ground. people. Who, yeah. Basically, people who it regularly out. work with snakes are are buck wild around them. I've seen some crazy yeah, videos. Like, ah, nah. and just kind of manhandle uh, them like they're not super uh, dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, they have to, if they hesitate, they'll get spit, yeah. so they have to just go it's for like it. It's like the guy who, like, runs up to the oh kangaroo and punches it before the kangaroo punches <laughs> yeah. it. Like, you just gotta do have it before Have you seen that video? There's this guy in Australia, his dog get, got caught by a kangaroo. kangaroo. Oh, yeah, so I think he, I have like, seen it. he, walks up, and he, like, squares up and just punches it in the face, and it, like, lets go of the dog and looks at him, and then he just starts backing away. He walks away, <laughs> with, walks away with his dog before the kangaroo can, like, process, process what happened and re- re- react. Yeah. It's so funny. Kangaroos are really yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Big yeah. ones can be. For They're real. really strong. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they can gut you with their front claws. They yeah, can they have sharp kick you and claws. stop your heart with their back feet. Yeah, they're, like, getting hit with a defibrillator. Yeah. Back to snakes, because I had a story. A story. A story. Uh, one of my friends who lives in Australia, because Australia's got all the snakes. <laughs> and they, like, in the summer, it gets hot, so they sleep with their windows and doors open, so the snakes get in their house all the time. Her dad just walks around their house, the vacuum, and sucks up the snakes in the vacuum. <laughs> like a shot back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's one way to do it. Poisonous ones, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He just sucks them up with a vacuum. Just walk around with the shot back. Yeah. If it works, it it's works. Effective. Yeah, that's it's so hilarious. funny. Tells Ours would like, be perfect for that. What? Our shot back, that'd be perfect. That's like I follow, uh, I follow a couple vacuum. like bee removal, like beekeeper people bee on TikTok. Oh, those those are so cool. cool. And they yeah, they'll go up to like just like scoops if they're if they're doing like oh. dangerous bees like hornets, they'll go up to their nest mm. with like a shot vac and just right. yeah. suck them all uh-huh. up into the vacuum cleaner to like yeah, safely get so rid of them. Yeah, it's so crazy. Vacuums, man. Saving animals, but also saving human lives. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a slogan for a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <crazy>. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks, listeners. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining me, animal lovers. And also, thank you to my special guest this week. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so I can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. I would love to hear from you, your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal-related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about, merchandise and other fun things a special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls my best friend jewel for my awesome music and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions thank you again animal lovers for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures and until next time bye all right your last random fact i got a screen share again I have a photo to show you. Funny thing, you guys should talk about kangaroos. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture. That's the picture. <laughs> what Jeez, is it holding? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, red kangaroos are the species most likely to be buff. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they have an immense amount of force. A red kangaroo can deliver an incredible 759-pound force with a single kick. Buff kangaroos have been known to crush metal with their bare hands, which is a, which is super impressive. And one of the most muscular kangaroos in the world was named Roger, and he was known as Ripped Roger, which is what the picture is. That is Ripped Roger crushing a metal bucket. Oh my goodness. That like is not photoshopped. It. He is straight up that buff. He's and there's just hugging like, it. I can, there's another picture. What do kangaroos, like, like eat? Like, like humans have, veins. humans have to, like, fill their body with supplements to look like that. There's another picture of him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. Rip Roger. He's giant because he just, <laughs> he just, it's, 
it's his way of keeping like dominance to be like I am the toughest male. That's so I intimidating. All the He's not and, wrong. Like, yeah, they're boxing all the time <laughs> and they're doing things like he's got those veins. Yeah, <laughs> um, he works out. They were saying that like no other males could stand up to him for so long, and then like a couple of his his offspring, like his boys, are starting to get there. <laughs> so as he ages out, his sons are probably going to take his place. <laughs> kangaroos like get the buff. King of the kangaroos. Yeah, he is basically the king of the kangaroos on like whatever reserve he's on. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's Ripped Roger. Super buff. That's crazy. Super crazy. <laughs> that's wild. That's so cool. They uh, yeah. they get super ripped. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. We talked about kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> There That's you go. That's so much scarier than coming face to face with like a deer or even like a large animal, like oh, a strong yeah. animal, roughly the same brutal. size as you. Far scarier. Yeah. yeah. Who looks like that? Big old pecs <laughs> and a basically the Dwayne Johnson of kangaroos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Dwayne Johnson could punch, hit you with a tail, kick you like a defibrillator, and claw your face off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's crazy. I mean, he probably yeah. could anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, Rip Roger. Wow. <laughs> Rip Roger. What a specimen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a specimen. For real. <laughs>